Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Can I say that again? It is difficult being in the process, but easier being in the beginning and in the end, because you just know how the thing started and then how it will end. But when you're in the process, you have no idea how it's going to go. So your mind is paining you. You are finding solutions. Hey, I know the thought that I think towards you. Not of evil, but of what? Good. That you may have what? An expected end. You wake up every day and think and know that you have an expected end. Say, I have an expected end. Charlie, when we are pressured, we will not. We will not die. Say, I will not die. No, I'm just trying to tell you so that when you begin to go through some things, don't come and tell me that the nine saying, now you won't die. Jump to the end. I will die. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't stay in the process. Jump, jump, jump. 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 He said, every kind, every kind of pressure, that means there are different kinds of pressures. But he said, we are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. Uh, are you hearing? Yes, sir. We cannot quit. Say, I refuse to quit. I refuse to quit. Say, I might not know what to do. But I ain't quitting. Yeah. It might be difficult, but I won't quit. Quitting is not an option. I can be pressed. But quitting is not an option. Winners don't quit. There are some boxes. They can beat them up. Blood. But they don't quit. Eventually, they win. Yeah. Decide to build faith that quitting is not an option. If quitting becomes an option, Satan uses the mouth of men to cause you to quit quickly and early. Have we heard of what we call familiar spirit? It means they are familiar with the things you do and the things you see. So once your mouth is quitting, 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 Satan will cause people to, even your own parents, your own friends, to tell you stuff. They will bring some things that you, it bothers you. The reason you must quit. And they begin to give you thoughts. That's how your faith of quitting comes. Oh, yes. It's either you have faith from the word of God or faith from other message. Remember, faith comes by hearing. Your hearing must be the word. If you're hearing in social media, if you're hearing is other friends, if you're hearing is somebody else, that's where your faith will come from. Are you listening? Yes, sir. All right. Go on. We are persecuted uh-huh, by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. Ah. We ain't going out, man. Sometimes I feel like you've been knocked down. Knocked down. Knocked down. Ten. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own body so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. We consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake. So that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. 
Christ taught. 12. So then, death is at work in us. But it releases life in you. So Paul died because he kept talking death. Look at what he said. He said death is working in him. But to you, life. Because his ultimate goal was that he wanted to feel the... You, know, you and I, we won't have... We will, have, we will explain resurrection, but not the physical resurrection of the body. It will just happen with him. But those who die in their body, they will experience the same resurrection bodily that Jesus had. And that has been Paul's ultimate goal. That he will die so that the same resurrection, he will feel it. Paul. Yeah. So you see, he said death work in us. So Paul took death. He could have, he wanted it. He wanted to die. He could have stayed. Okay? Yes, sir. Now, can you see all the troubles we've read? Yes, sir. So when he finished saying that one, then in the verse 13, he said, we, having the same spirit of faith, that is described in the scripture. What David went through also. David also said something. He believed and he spoke. Then he said, Paul said, we also, that are going through this problem, we also believe and we speak. So what are you learning here? In the midst of affliction, tribulation, trials, believe and speak instead of crying. Don't cry. Believe and speak. The question is, what do you believe? The word. Because you cannot believe outside the word. Yeah, you cannot. Okay? Beautiful. Now, here, you can see that faith motivates or propels an action. What is the action? Believing, speaking. How do we know that faith is stirred up in you? Believing, speaking. Crying, no faith. Arguing, no faith. Complaining, no faith. I, let's, are you learning something? How do we, look, man of God, how do I know you believe? I will hear it in your sayings. What are you saying? The word. What it means is that you are not looking at the trouble you are going through. Your trust is in God's word over the problems. So even though you are going through the problem, you keep saying the word. You keep saying the word. Somebody else will know that faith ha has been released to you and faith has propelled an action. You can't tell me you have faith because faith must have work. Faith without works is dead. Are you getting it? Yes, so faith itself, so look at the process. The word of God. Then you, you initiate hearing. Huh? Then faith comes. But I'll show you who brings it. Somebody is the one who brings the faith. So somebody brings the faith. That's the third level. Then what do you do? You believe. Then you do what? You speak. If you cut any of the flow, it won't work. What does it mean then? Faith opens your mouth. Unbelief makes you dumb and deaf. Yeah. We read it. Luke chapter 1. Faith opens your mouth. Faith opens your mouth. He said, open your mouth wide. And I what? I'll fill it. Open your mouth with the word. Speak the word. God will fill it. He said, the word of God is nigh thee. And it's even what? In thy mouth. The word of faith. He said, the word of faith is in your mouth. So faith opens your mouth for a release. I'll show you why faith opens your mouth. But you see, in Luke chapter 1 verse 20. Look at it. Since you didn't believe what I said. You will be what? Silent. silent and unable to speak. Unbelief makes you silent. Unbelief makes you dumb. But actually, when you become, in the spirit, when you become dumb, you become deaf. Are you aware? That's what the Bible says. The Bible didn't specifically say he was deaf. He only said he became dumb. But we saw in scripture that when John was born, Zacharias still couldn't hear. So they had to make a sign. And then he took the, the chalk and the thing and then he wrote on the His name is John. Immediately he believed. His mouth what? 
opened. See, when you wake up every day and you have mood swing, you have entered into unbelief. I said, when you wake up in the morning and you have mood swing, you have entered into unbelief. Your mouth will be shut. You cannot say anything. You have entered automatically into unbelief. It started from your dream. Because late night, before you slept, you didn't, you didn't go with the word. End with the word. You wake up with the word. So I sleep with the word of God. Even though my body is sleeping, my spirit begins to receive the thing. When I wake up, it's like something is running in me. You're on fire. So there are two choices. It's either you, you wake up with the word blasting in you, or you wake up Good morning, morning. Oh, please, I'm happy to see you. Me too. <laughs> Not 12 o'clock, Abo. Not 2 o'clock, Abo. Then the day is gone. Then all the benefits are passing away. When you could have started your day with the word, decree, all the benefits in today are mine. In the name of Jesus, I'm meeting the right people today. I'm joining the right people today. Good people are coming my way. No death in my pathway. You see, you speak the word because you believe. You have started your day. Because the morning is prepared for you. One of the ways Satan can get you to enter into unbelief huh, is to deal with your heart. When he deals with your heart, something called doubt will come. When doubt comes, it spreads. It spreads across every area. Because you don't get it. That's doubt. That's, what, that's, that's how it is. You know why? Because doubt comes from your heart. Just as faith comes from your heart. If it comes from your heart, when you believe something, it spreads. I don't know if you, know, if you understand what I'm saying. When I believe something, it spreads through everything. I think I believe everything. Because faith comes from, or believing is from the heart. Your heart is your core. The real you. That's where things come from. So in Romans chapter 10, verse 10, the Bible says, with the heart, man believeth. But in Mark eleven twenty-three, Jesus said, if you, be, if you doubt in your heart, so doubting is done in the heart. Believing is done in the heart. So the choice depends on you. So the more of the word I have, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of God richly dwell in you. Psalm 119 verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So when you keep putting the word, that's what I'm saying. If the word is in your head, it won't work. Doubt will still come. If you want to doubt the word, don't doubt it in your heart. Doubt it in your head. When you doubt it in your head, it will still work. Believe with your heart, doubt it in your head. But if you don't know and you doubt it in your heart, it won't work. Uh oh. Should I explain? Should I explain? Because your head is not you. Your head is only a gateway. Out of the abundance of your head, nothing happens. But out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth automatically speaks. You see, he said that we believe, therefore we speak. Now, the word of God has every potential, but it doesn't work until it comes out of your mouth. You must give the word a voice. If you don't give the word a voice, forget it. You know the word, but it's in your head. You know the word, but it's in your heart. It won't work. Give the word of God a voice. Speak the word. Because, listen, if you are not speaking the word, then the first thing that you don't have is faith, first of all. Why? Faith propels what? Speaking and action. So if you are here and you are not been talking the word, you are not been talking, just watch out. You don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, what does it mean? You don't have the word. So simple. Talk something. My life is amazing. My life. So you, when you study the word of God, you end up saying what the word says. Are you with me? Okay. I've tried it. I know. It works. Now, one beautiful thing is that 
When you allow the word of God to sit in your heart every time, huh? faith has no choice but to burn in you. Faith will cause you to attempt big things. Faith will get you to speak big things because what you have seen in the word, that's why you must know what the word is. Your value for the word determines your language. If you see that the word of God is just anything, your confessions are anything, just as you saw. My father will always say, if you see God as big as this one, that's how he becomes to you. If you see God as big as this house, that's how he becomes to you. If you see God as big as the universe, that's how he becomes to you. That is the value you place on him. Can you, can you speak big things out of your mouth? It depends on what you have seen in the word and your value that you place on the word. If you know the word of God can give you all things according to John chapter 1 verse 3, then you know that there's nothing you can ever ask that you will never have. So your faith becomes bigger and sharper. Can you see that? The Bible says, and through his creative inspiration, the living expression made all things. So now the Bible tells me that the word of God makes all things. So what can I not ask? Is there a limitation for me? No. Because the word made all things. Nothing exists apart from him. In other words, all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. So when I go for the word, I have gone for him who makes all things. Can you see that? So this thing will increase my faith. I know that this thing that I'm asking for is possible. So I can say that, Lord, from the word of God, I, faith comes and I believe that, look, by next three months, I have a new house. Now, naturally, three months is too short for man. But in the realms of God, all things are possible. Because the word has that potential to release. But even though the potential is there, potential energy does not help. Do you know potential energy? Can this microphone make noise when I speak into it? Is it benefiting me right now? Can this work? Now, the potential means that this one can work, but it is not working. Unless you change potential to kinetic. So, I now do this. Oh, Lord Jesus. Now, the potential has now put into action. So, the word of God is potential. It has everything, but it will never work until your mouth puts it into action. Jesus will say, surely, surely, truth, truth, Verily, verily, amen, amen, I say. You to say. Are you listening? Yeah. What separates you from everybody is your language. What you say and what you don't say. Hmm? What you say and what you don't say. Say something. So in your room, you see all these confessions that and the remnant that sometimes the Lord makes me say to you. It's not for fun. Go and write them down and paste them in your room. Begin to move from one to another. I'm the best and the best. I'm above all. Oh, faith has distinguished me. You see, by the time you are done, your mouth has said, release the word. Your mouth keeps releasing the word over and over and over again. You'll be amazed what will happen to you. You are putting the word into action. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. You you have no idea. Once I get you to get faith, my job is done. I'm done. Once I get the thing inside there for you, Tina, I'm done. Do you know how you see things? You begin to, begin to see things like God sees. Why? You now enter into the realm of God called possibilities. You are no longer in the realm called men, where all things are not possible. With men, it is impossible. In fact, he never said things, some things are possible, some things are impossible. He said with men, it is impossible. But with God, he said, if thou canst believe, if thou canst believe, look, instead of wasting your time, talking, doing, making some friends, living some kind of life, spend some time in the corner. Learn how to believe. Learn how to believe. It doesn't come easily. It doesn't come overnight. We learn to believe. 
in the Bible, in the book of Luke, the Bible says Jesus told some people about faith. Now they said, Lord, help our unbelief. In other words, help us to have more faith. We don't pray for faith. Jesus didn't answer that prayer. Go and look at the scripture. No? Jesus didn't answer that prayer. We don't pray for faith. You are not studying the word of God. How do you get faith? Come to church. You won't come and listen to the word of God. How do you get faith? Listen to messages. You are not listening. How do you get faith? Yet you are attempting big things. You are carrying this thing. No, no, no. No. We use faith to carry. Because the word of God, which is powerful, will carry it on your behalf. You good? Yes, sir. Okay. Jeremiah 29. Look, Jeremiah said, But if I say, I will never mention the Lord or speak his name in his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire. If it is in your head, it won't burn. So Colossians 3 said, Let the word of God richly dwell in your heart. So the day that you feel like you are giving up, Charlie, the thing will start burning. The thing will start burning inside because it's there, it's in your heart. It is like a fire in my bones. He said, I am worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it. Because once upon a time, Jeremiah gave up. So he went to sit somewhere. He said, he won't preach again. And the guy was sitting down there. As he was sitting down there, the word of God started burning. The thing started burning. The words were coming. The words were coming. He said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's what will happen to you. That's why we are trying to get the word into your heart. Once it lands there, the day man of God, you see, things can happen. And you begin to walk like this. Oh God, why? Oh God. But don't worry, the word is there. After three, four steps. First, we are walking like this. Oh. Nobody, by the time you were like, Moka, you are, you take your bag, you are going. Yeah. You are revived. Yeah. You see, your worry is your limitation. Dare to believe. Dare to believe. I will not tell you things. I won't teach you things that people talk around. I'm telling you things that God has used the word to teach me because he asked me to come and teach you. My understanding of faith did not come overnight. It came because he made me experience it. You get it? If you worry, limitation. Faith. 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 When you are sick, you say, I'm not sick. Huh? Your head is aching. You say, I'm not sick. These guys, you hear their name. They didn't become powerful overnight. They came powerful by living the word. I told you yesterday, faith is your response to the word. You are doing the word, even though you have the pain. That's faith. So faith doesn't mean the thing is gone automatically. You don't have cash in your account, but you are the richest man ever. Speak the word. Huh? I'm the richest man ever. The word comes to me. I supply to the world. You speak like a rich man. Why? The word says so. I respond to the word, not my situation. Yeah. And then he said, after 30 years, I'm here as a testimony for the Lord. May you become a testimony for the Lord in Jesus' name. Okay. Okay. Is your faith aroused? Shall I go and attempt big things? All the things you are afraid of, go take them again. Okay? Go take them again. Look at them and say, hey, you are dead. Sometimes, commonize the situation. Say you are dead. You are dead. You, are, you, are, you don't exist. You don't exist. I'm the reality. I come from God. I come from God. I am the real thing. Trouble, you are not real. Because you don't come from Christ. Anyone that is in Christ is real. I am the light of this world. No darkness shine on my path. No death in my pathways. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and above all. I'm above everything. I'm above this situation. Situation, you only came so that my endurance can come. And s- you begin to tell them, commonize it. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. And see what happens. The situation will salute. Yeah. You're a soldier. One of your, your officers are troubles and problems. Yeah. You tell them trouble. Sometimes when you are not feeling good, say trouble come. Because you realize that you don't have endurance. 
Kaka no yamasho. You don't have endurance. Small no, you are falling down. You don't have endurance. Call for endurance. I'm telling you. Endurance is good for you. Look at the name, endurance. You lack endurance. That's why your mouth is speaking differently. That's how the slightest thing that you are falling. You don't have endurance. Because your faith has not been shaken yet. It's either there's no faith. To be shaken. But without faith, trouble won't come. Trouble came because of your faith. To come and take you to the next level, promotion. Now, I said I will share with something with you. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So faith comes. Do you know who brings the faith? The Holy Ghost. So in that same first Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4.13, that same scripture, same spirit, is actually talking about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit with respect to his effect as ordered by the Godhead. Okay? So sometimes he's called the spirit of faith because he wants to propel faith and bring faith. When he wants to bring grace, it's called the spirit of grace. Okay? Yes, I wrote a few here. Just write and go and read. Yes, sir. Don't you love the word? Yes, sir. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15, he is called the spirit of adoption. Romans 8.15. Look at it. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received what? The spirit of adoption. Now, you will notice that here, the spirit is capital S. I will explain why in 2 Corinthians, it is still small letter, but it is the Holy Spirit. I will explain. In Ephesians 1.17, he is the spirit of wisdom, and he is the spirit of revelation. So what? God wants wisdom to be revealed. And God wants revelation to be revealed. And the one who brings it is the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 1.17. Look at it. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So in other words, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. The Holy Ghost is the one that brings it. But the Father is the one that gives. Okay? Now, Hebrews 10.29, he is called the spirit of grace. Hebrews 10.29. Of how much sore punishment, suppose he, shall he be thought worthy, who had trodden underfoot the Son of God, and had counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and unholy thing, and had done despite unto the spirit of grace. And the last one, 1 Peter 4.14, he is called the spirit of glory. I love that one, the spirit of glory. So this is how he is designated by his effect. So if God wants to show grace, he will announce it by the word and the Holy Ghost will bring it. You see, you will never know if God wants to give grace because he is invisible. So the one who reveals what he wants to do. So the word is his intent, his will, his purpose. So if God wants to give you grace, the word will let you know. Then because the Holy Ghost is the work of God, he will bring it. So you're getting it is gotten by when the Holy Ghost is bringing you he is the spirit of truth. Who brings the spirit of grace? Because what is coming to you must come from truth. And when it comes to the place of truth, he is the one that affirms that what you have is truth. So he's called the spirit of truth. So he brings the ultimate, the final thing called grace. Do you get it? Yes, sir. Okay. Now, above all these things, this same Holy Spirit the Bible says he's the same Christ. So in 2 Corinthians 3.17, he says, and the Lord is the same spirit. Do you know what it means? It means that there is a 100% probability that if you go for the word, you will catch everything the spirit brings. How do I know that? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Verse 13, 
he said, you have not received the spirit that is of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that you may know all the things that are freely. So there are things that are freely given to you by the word from the intent of the father. But the one who has them and delivers them is the Holy Spirit. So sometimes the Holy Spirit is called the angel of the Lord. He comes to you to deliver. Can you see that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of... I, I don't know if you are seeing something here. He just said the Lord is that spirit. Now he said, where the spirit of the Lord is. So he is, he is. But they are different. They are the same, but they are different. So what does it mean here? What it means is that the spirit is found, if you see the word, you have seen the spirit. For the spirit is in the word and the word is in the spirit. So when the Holy Ghost shows up, the word has shown up. The father too has shown up. When the father also appears, the word has appeared. The Holy Ghost has appeared. But they are different. They can never be the same. They are different. They can never be the same, but they are one. If you don't understand, go and pray Ephesians 1.17. Receive illumination to understand these things. So the question is, why is here the spirit capital S, capital S? Yet in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it is small letter. And yet, I'm telling you, it is the same spirit of God. Okay, I'll show you. Here, Anytime you see the Holy Spirit written in small s and it is the Spirit of God, it means you are involved. Your Spirit and the Holy Spirit, when it mingles together, he that is drawn to the Lord is one Spirit. So when you write small s, sometimes they are not sure if they should write capital S because if they write you as capital S, then out of fear, it's like they have elevated you too much. Do you know why here they wrote capital S? Because they are afraid to say that it is you, your spirit. Because truly, when you become born again, there's nothing like your human spirit. And another, two spirits don't live in you. The Bible says that your spirit has joined to the Lord. So it has become one spirit. Now, that is one, two. The Holy Spirit is God. God doesn't bear fruit. His branches bear fruit. So the fruit of the Spirit is... You get it now? Now what he's trying to say is that it is your human spirit intertwined, mingled, with the Holy Spirit that is producing this one. What it means is that these fruits are already in your spirit, okay, mingled with the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Ghost is the one who helps you to grow them. So it is humanly, humanly impossible to live any of these. Humanly impossible to love. Go and ask those who have divorced. Humanly impossible to show kindness. We saw Moses yesterday. But the Bible says he is the meekest man upon the earth. But in Exodus, he was okay. But in Numbers, he said, hey, all of you, rebels. Mm, gum, gum. Here, he couldn't show meekness. God got angry at him. So you see, without the stem, the branch, can't bear fruit. That is why the Holy Ghost is mingled with your spirit. So that you can now bear the fruit. The Holy Ghost doesn't show the world Christ. He shows the world Christ through us. We bear the fruit of Christ. We preach the gospel by the power of the Holy Ghost. So that men will come and eat of us. And come to Christ. Are you getting it? If that is true. Then, in the original writing, they are not supposed to use capital S. You get it? 
Okay. Do you think if you write small s as the Holy Spirit, do you think he will be angry? But have, have you understood what I just shared? Yes. So with, with that same concept, 2 Corinthians 4.13, they use small s. Here, they took the Holy Spirit out of the equation. But the truth is that faith will never come without, because according to the Godhead, there is one who is the giver. <laughs> you see, if you don't understand the Godhead, you can't understand all these things. Oh, Lord, I thank you I understand these. Look, I've read, before I came, I did a lot of reading at a lot of Bible scholars and their interpretations. And about 99% of them said it was not the Holy Ghost. Only about two said it was the Holy Ghost. Don't base your knowledge on scholastic study. Base it on the revelation of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Now that I've taught you this, what you need to do is to grasp it. Use this concept to look into the word of God. Things, everything will fall in place. So we are having the same spirit of faith. It means that it is the Holy Spirit who brought the faith. It is the Holy Spirit who propelled the faith. He is the one who brought it. So just as he did it for David, he did it. Paul said he's the same person that that is for me. Are you getting it? Yes, sir. Let me just explain the Godhead again. In terms of receiving. Listen carefully. The father decides. Even though they decide together. But in terms of ranking. The father is the one who decides. But when he does it, you will know. You will never know. Why? He is invisible. So the son. Who is the word? He is the image of the invisible God. So when you see him. He's the one that shows you that somebody is there. So if the father is thinking, you will know. It is the word that will show you and tell you that he said he's thinking this. So the word reveals the intent, the purpose, the will. Let's understand this. It takes some special grace, I tell you. Now, when the word now reveals the thing, it must work. So the one who works the thing is the Holy Ghost. Do you get it now? Yes, sir. So now that, now that you know that the Holy Ghost is the work, anytime the Bible says that he has given you something, it means the Holy Spirit brought it. Then it also means that the Father thought about it. Then it means that the Word revealed it. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Can you see this? Yes, sir. Yeah. So once you get the word, you have the spirit. And once you have the spirit, you have the word. I, I showed you how they work, right? So see, so the invisible father sits on his throne. He cannot be seen. He's thinking, I want to take this pen. Okay? You will never know. So his word who, who dwells in him will come out of him. Once he reveals that this, the man wants to take the pen, the world will not take it even though he is work. His spirit will come out of him and take the pen to confirm the word and the intent. Now, He's still sitting here. The word is here. The spirit is here. He's, at the same time, he wants to go and take the phone from Alex. The word will not go. The word will come out of him again. And the spirit will come out of him again. At the same time, he wants to take this microphone. <laughs> the word will come out of him. The spirit will come out of him. If you don't believe, how come you have the Holy Ghost? You have the Holy Ghost. 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 <laughs> There's a church here. They have the Holy Ghost. There's a church there. They have the Holy Ghost. There's a church there. They have the Holy Ghost. Are they different Holy Ghosts? No, one. Why? He is infinitely rich. The wealth of his glorious inheritance. He's so deep, he's so infinite that he has so much of himself. 
He can unveil himself as many times. That is why when you have eternal life, you have the fullness of life. Abundance of the life. You can add more and more and more and more and more and more. Can't you see it's glorious? Oh man. The Godhead is sweet. This is what gives me so much understanding eh? that what I have is too big. Too big. Do you know what? God's life, the life he has, is the same life in you. Not a different one. Same in you. Not a different one. Same in you. Look at how many billions of people are in this world. Christians. And those who are in heaven. The same life in the Holy Ghost. The same life in Jesus. Hey! The multiplier. So you know what it means? When you are with God, you are in the place of riches, unending riches. So your lifestyle your wealth, your business should be in the form, in the replica. Because the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1, he said, copy God. Be ye imitators of God. Look, say my wealth is unending. Say my riches unending. My glory unending. If you know this, and they tell you somebody has taken your glory, say take <laughs> You like that one? Take. I have more from where it's coming from. So when it comes to the kindness of God, it is called the riches of his kindness. When it comes to his mercy, the riches. Mean that Charlie, Answer. So when the riches of God's love, when he says he loves you, the love is so much. You, if you make mistakes, even if you sin thousand billion times. When you compare to the riches of his love, it, it's like this. Like, it doesn't even exist. It's like pouring one cup of water into the sea. And you say, I'm going back to collect the water. When you sing today, the riches of his grace. The riches of his grace. Ephesians 1.7. In whom we have redemption. Through his blood. The forgiveness of sin. According to the riches of his grace. So, tell you, his grace is so rich that you can't go to hell. This is what they don't want to hear. I'm telling you. It is so rich. If like sin from today to Jesus come, you are not going to hell. Because you are in Christ. The place of riches. Hey, the place is called grace. Look, the Bible says, according, he forgave you according to the riches of his grace. Have you an example? If you don't understand it, eh, you can be making mistakes in life and Satan will use it against you. You tell the devil, I cannot be too careful, but I trust his grace. I cannot. See, the things you say you won't do, you might end up doing but I trust his grace. The riches of his grace. Now, I told you that if you have one million, one billion dollars, and we come to you and say, oh, pastor, we want to go buy instruments. We want you to support us. And you give us $50. Do you think you have given us according to your riches? Because that $50, Fosti can give after selling soya five. But listen, if you have one billion in your account and you are able to give us one million dollars or one million Ghana cities, okay? If you have one billion and you give us one million dollars, then you know what you have done? You have given us according to your riches. So if God forgives you today and does not forgive you tomorrow, he has not forgiven you according to his riches. He has forgiven you the way I can forgive you. But he has forgiven you in such a way that I cannot. <laughs> if I give you one million dollars, not everybody here can give one million dollars. So that is what we call for. He has no equal. You remember the prodigal son? His father forgave him the riches. Look at it this way. The guy took a lot of money from his father. He went to squander the thing. Yet when he came, his father gave him ATM card again. Hey, will you do it? It's humanly impossible. 
But Jesus, even before you did the thing, he forgave you. Hey! He saw you coming to sin. He said, I'm forgiving you. Did you be shouting glory? The riches of his grace. That's why they think you, you, you sin, you are going to hell. That's what they said. They look at your lifestyle. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That is why there will be a lot of shocks. Surprises. Surprises in heaven. I love him. I love him. If his grace was not too rich, and if he hadn't given me according, I don't know. You know, you know, as humans, eh, in this world, that you just see the person, and something about the person angers you. But for God, however you look, He just loves you and He keeps loving. Because He has it in riches, in infinite. This is what we should, this is the gospel actually. So the person that is sinning, that thinks that Charlie, if you are able to tell this person this great news, the person will be like, really? Are you sure? That is, that is all? I said, Lord, I didn't know God loves me like that. Because some people think in heaven, God is going to count their sin. Okay. The Bible says that, and God is not the one who is going to judge the world. He has delegated unto his son, grace. If grace wants to judge you, you the Christian, your sins, once he takes your sin and looks at it by grace, he can't find one. Because where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Are you looking at it? But if you are not in Christ, then your errors and your sins are bare. He looks at you not with the eye of grace, but with the eye of condemnation. But when you are in Christ, he can only look at you with the eye of grace. And in the eye of grace, everything is rich. Mercy is rich. Kindness rich. Grace. Everything is rich. So there's no way you will find an iota of error with you. So the Bible says that he's coming for his unblemished church. Church with no blemish. Church with no stain. According to the book of, is it, is it Thessalonians? He said, unto him who is able to present as faultless. Unto him who is able to prevent us from falling. He will present us faultless. So you see, you are sinning on the earth as born again because you are going through some troubles. Challenge. People sin, eh? Because sometimes when you dig down, they have some peculiar challenge. Instead of finding out what the trouble is, you judge on the surface. Somebody is doing hookah because Charlie, maybe the person tries to do business. The person has nobody to help. The person is looking left or right. Nothing is coming. But the person has to pay bills, take care of. So maybe out of, are you getting what I'm trying to say? So they get them. So you don't see the, 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 the trouble. The things you don't see is what God sees. They told you that when you kill yourself, you will go to hell, right? Okay. It's only God that knows why the person killed himself. What you think is not what he thinks. You are too small. Look at it. Now unto him, that is able to keep us from falling. The word is keep us from sinning. And to present us what? Faultless. Faultless. Blameless. The day I'm about to enter into heaven, do you know how I'm going to enter? Blameless. Faultless. You knew me as the guy that easily fall, easily does that thing. Okay, that's what you saw. But when I'm transitioning into heaven, faultless. That is, why the, that is what the Holy Ghost is here doing for you. He's preparing you, stirring you up. He was presenting you faultless. Hallelujah. Are you getting it? When Rebecca was, are you sure Rebecca didn't commit some sins in his hometown? 
Perhaps he was following boys and standing by the walls. You see, the Bible doesn't show you that side. See, what I want to say is that when Eliezer was presenting Rebecca to Isaac, her background, her errors, her mistakes were not considered. Eliezer came to dress when she agreed to marry. He came to dress her with gold, silver, diamonds, and sat her upon the camel and began to go to her husband. When we are going to heaven, the Holy Ghost, who is our Eliezer, has come to prepare us and to adorn us. Jesus, our Isaac, is pacing up in heaven, waiting for the coming of his bride. He is looking for a bride who is faultless and who is blameless. And that's who we are. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayman 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in a furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny Hyphen L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International. Contact Services on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were amazingly from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed